Welcome to Startup Business Q&A, episode 230, week 230 of the live show, and it's Christmas week, uh, 2020, so uh, happy Christmas to everyone who's joining uh, in advance. Uh, thank you very much, everyone who is watching, just before we even do, uh, thank you for those of you watching on the IGTV replay, who are watching the replays on Instagram, of course, through to Facebook and LinkedIn as well. Awesome to see you all here. Big giveaways today. We've got seven things I'm giving away, so uh, lots to be doing. Gosh, Instagram blowing up quickly. Um, thank you very much, everyone who's submitted questions already. Uh, really exciting. Giving away a book, money, three courses, two pro subscriptions to Restream. Really awesome to do. Thank you to Restream, of course, as ever, for uh, the marvellous support in uh, sponsoring my live show as well. Really awesome that you're doing that. Um, and so we'll get into your questions in a minute. If you want the chance to answer any of the questions, if you want to, sorry, new phrase, if you want a chance to um, uh, win any of the gifts or prizes or in the giveaway, then you need to ask a question today. It is an AMA, so you can ask anything you like within reason, obviously, and I will answer those questions uh, for you on the live stream, and that gives you an opportunity to win uh, one of the prizes. So, um, I just wanted to say it's been one a hell of a year. I should be doing this probably next week when we have like kind of the end of year uh, a live stream, I suppose. But it's been an amazing year. I've, I think there's just been so much that's happened. It's been intense for sure. And um, I'm thrilled that it's been, um, uh, that, like business has been tremendously good. I've been very, very uh, happy with results in that respect and impressed with everyone doing such a good job despite the difficulties. Um, I must say thank you for everyone's patience as well. Uh, it, it seems that everyone's scrabbling to get help uh, this time of year and I see you. So those of you who have asked, uh, I know that last week I asked um, if anyone needed help with anything and I know I have a backlog of people who've been asking for me to get in touch. I will get to you. I have it scheduled today. Uh, to finish off the uh, the people who, who have reached out to ask for help. I will be with you as soon as I possibly can. It's just uh, there's only one of me and there's lots of you. So thank you very much for the kindness. Good to see everyone jumping in on Instagram. Rob Renz, insurance agent. Good to see you here, man. Thank you. Uh, and the man from over, a face I know from it from LinkedIn. Uh, Kumdan Sailor, good to see you here as well. Um, Diana Noyan, I am a... Absolutely thrilled when you're here. Uh, Ratika Singh, good to see you here as well. Um, so many of you. Coco Loco 26L, Mike the Agent 613, Cesar Meg Miguel Bijarano, good to see you here as well. Polina, awesome to see you here too. Polina Limi, uh, Bikuta 17, and so on. Thank you everyone for watching. If you're watching right now uh, live, then put in the comments hashtag team live and where you're watching from. Uh, if you're watching the replay, then put in the comments, hashtag team replay, and where you're watching from. It's always so cool to see where people are watching from uh, around the world. Shout out to my sponsors, Restream. Thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, the amazing vote of confidence. We've been working together now five weeks, actually. Uh, no, four weeks, in fact. Um, uh, I absolutely love the fact that you see value in my, my um my show so thank you for that uh and uh as part of working together if anyone wants to use restream and dabble there's ten dollars free credit uh so you simply need to go to um where do you go you go just go to restream.io i'll put the uh details up on the screen there restream.io slash join slash richard when you automatically get uh, are assigned ten dollars for free that you can use on an account for live streaming but also uh, just for recording if you wish uh, so you can use the account and have a go there but we'll be more on that soon because we're giving away two pro accounts a six month uh, and an annual account uh completely free for the giveaways uh today so thank you very much um you amazing amazing company who we watch who's watching right now in linkedin we've got team live from uh Belisi, uh, we've got uh, marina uh watching there also um safer kaya uh replying to ajani uh, my pleasure, he said, but uh, I don't know what you've said. But yeah, Team Live from Cambridge, Justin Lee, more on you a bit later on with your book. Thomas Earth, my man on LinkedIn. 
right line from live from rome in georgia good to see you here thank you very much team live from ottawa don't know who you are because you're a linkedin user so your privacy settings are off but i'm guessing it's michael arthur because uh, I know that he may well be watching. Team Live from New York as well. Good to see you watching. Lee Lamb, Team Live from London. Uh, Daniel Nunes on Facebook, watching from Phoenix. Good to see you here as well. Uh, amazing to have you all here. Um, <laughs> Ajani on Facebook has said, you might as well give me your prize. Uh, give me the prize. Uh, you have to be in, you have to enter in it fully to win. So you have to wait and see if you get it, Ajani. Um, Sabre Care, um, early team. Good to see you all, all here. Patricia Freudenberg. Gratitude, attitude, amazing. Thomas Irk, uh, good afternoon. Yeah, it's already one o'clock here. Been up early today. Yanis, uh, superstar, you're here every week. Deserve a prize for your consistency. Team Live from Athens. Uh, another one from New York as well. Uh, just so good to see you all here. Thank you very much. So, first up, let's get into uh, one of the giveaways, um, uh, which, actually, no, it's not. Let's answer the question first. Let's jump into. Uh, Patricia Freudenberg, because I know you're watching right now. Any suggestions on revamping relevant yet older content on blog posts? I do this all the time. Great question, uh, Patricia. If you've got a blog post, in that, well, in that will be probably several nuggets in around your general thesis. It's a really good idea to look through and say to yourself, if a piece of content, say on LinkedIn or Facebook on a social platform, works best as one singular thesis. Good to draw or extract one particular part of your blog post and build a, a, a piece of content from that. Uh, I did this with clients a lot in the past. I do this with myself as well. And that's why it's worth maybe every quarter really writing a robust article because what it allows you to do is post the article that sits there, maybe there's evergreen content, but then pluck from it uh, really exciting things you can put on uh, as as uh, valuable bits of content as you go. Um, revamping it, um, you tend to find that often articles, if they're not evergreen, there's still some salient points in there. So repurpose it in many ways. You can either repurpose it pure as text or take a really exciting or valuable um, quote from it and pop that into uh, uh, an image. What I often like, you, you, I did a lot of this in the past actually, is in an article, if I've written something I think is useful, rather than just take that and repost it, flick on the camera and record a video where you articulate it as a video instead. So I'm still re recycling that content to a degree, but I'm actually using it in a completely different, through a different medium altogether. It's a really lovely way to um, make use of past creativity. And it's good to have these things kind of on tap. So I actually have a, a, like a little spreadsheet document with links to really good posts from the past. Because another thing you can remember is that for some platforms, LinkedIn is a great example of this, you can totally get away with posting previous content again. So if I have an article, a piece of content that performed really well, maybe six months ago, grab it, post it again, because if it worked really well then, well, there's a load of people who wouldn't have seen it because maybe they weren't online that day. There's also a new bunch of followers who missed it as well. And if it's good enough, it's currently sitting there dormant with no one viewing it. So it makes a lot of sense to get it posted again so people can actually check it out. And uh, there's a lot of sense in recycling content in that way. I really, really think that's the way to do it. It's a really good question. Uh, Ginny LaMarie has asked, what has 2020 taught you, Richard? It's an AMA. You can genuinely ask me anything, uh, no problem at all. She said, what has it taught you? Have you What have you learned about yourself and or business and environment that you can take forward? Have you seen other examples of business businesses making this challenging year work for them and their clients? I've tried to support my clients with additional activities, but boy, it's been tough for some. It certainly has. And it's so difficult, this, because everyone has their own different business. And so many people have businesses that are naturally going to be fine relatively speaking in this climate i've just got off the phone with someone who um just has done st a storming year it's been brilliant big in the, in the last three four months purely because of the way it's set up and the services he offers um and then there's some people who you'd never expect to, to, to have problems and they've had a crippling year um, it, all the way to big businesses, look at look at the airline industry, you'd never expect that to be a problem, to literally move to a place where basically no flights anymore was unthought of, uh, unheard of. So so it's, I think what's really helped me, what I've learned about myself is that um, I'm very, I've got a very strong mindset for adversity. 
And I think that that was tempered in 2008. We had a really tough time. I had a lot more difficulty because I was selling, I was selling corporate events. Uh, so, so like business conferences um, at a time where there's a global recession hitting and no one was spending any money. Um, but in addition to that, um, whilst I was in charge of, of selling for myself to make commission equally, I was kind of beholden to how well the company would be run. So I wasn't running the company, so I needed to the hope the company would be okay. Um, whereas now, if anything goes wrong, it's mostly my fault, which I love because it gives me the control. So I, I definitely think I've learned that it's a robust business I'm running. It's also reminded me, it's reminded me a lot that um, it's always important to continually audit where your um, vulnerabilities might be. And something I'm always aware of is that for much of my work, I am the reason why it's successful. And what that means is if someone's asking me for consulting work, well, then it's specifically with Richard Moore. And so I do need to make sure that I am present. So if I'm taken out of the equation, if anything happened to me, how robust is the business and how can you know, that would be the thing that hits us the most. So that's why I'm as diverse as I can be. And so, you know, money has gone to go to things like buying, uh, like trading or, or in investing in other things altogether that don't rely on me in order to be in order to generate income. So that's rem it's not been something I learned so much as being reminded It's certainly a, a really important way to do things. Um, and you've also said, uh, have you seen other examples of businesses making this challenging year work for them and their clients? I really have. And I think those that have embraced um, embraced the, the needs to adapt and agility uh, have, have done so well, as you'd expect. Those that have gone, I'm just going to grit my teeth and fight when maybe the proposition isn't right for that. They're just, for many, they're losing the battle because that stubbornness can be dressed as going for glory, but actually they're, actually, they're causing themselves a lot of harm because they're not focusing enough on, on change where it's necessary. So that's been really interesting. And I think that um, one thing that stood out as well is that for many businesses, they've really got a sense of who good clients are and who bad clients are. Uh, and what that means is some clients are freaking out uh, and it's not been a healthy relationship. And they, for some, they've been able to help that situation. But for others, it's just highlighted that actually it's in this climate, some clients are good to work with and some just aren't because they, they can't handle it. So, um, but at the same time, you know, I, I also want to shout out um, those people who've given it a good shot this year. And it's not, big, you know, just because things didn't work out doesn't mean they're a failure. Sometimes you're just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And some businesses are never going to be able to thrive based on what they do. And and yes, some things can be pivoted online, but others just can't. And and so, uh, you know, tip of the hat to those who tried. And there's so many people I know who've had to close their businesses this year just because because it got too tough or because they were no longer relevant or in terms of the service they offered. So it's been tough for them as well. Uh, really, really interesting. What else has it taught me? Um, it's taught me the value of investing in myself. This is, I think this is your big takeaway. So in 2008, we had a CEO who I remember distinctly at the in, in the midst of it, uh, when everything was imploding and all the all the companies were failing and all those like the big credit crunch, basically. It was fascinating that he said, this is the time where you push big. And this is the time where you invest. This is time when you acquire companies and you go for it whilst everyone is kind of clamming up and hibernating. And, and we did. And it was really amazing. You know, he, he was buying businesses when everyone was having a problem. And it's it stayed with me that. So this year, you know, I invested a lot in myself um, and in development, in restructuring some of the things I do, and it's really paid off. So um, you've got to be willing to take some element of risk and and look at what, what you need to change uh, rather than, like I say, having that kind of stubbornness about the work you do. I'd love to, after this stream, read you guys' uh, responses to this question as well. So Jeannie, thanks for asking this one. Um, put in the comments what you've done this year um, or what you've learned this year, um, what, what's kind of what's been taught, if you like, by 2020. Maybe there's something that, that you've re that's really stood out. It'd be really interesting to see your experiences there. 
Um, in meanwhile, Jennifer Henderson, thanks so much for joining in. Happy Monday, she says. Uh, really good to see you here. Uh, absolutely uh, awesome that you show up e uh, each week. Um, and uh, let's get into the first giveaway. So first giveaway, fifty dollars. I'm going to do this one first because the because uh, the uh, kind of the entries for this one is, is are closed now. Um, through the Entrepreneur Business Club Club Group. That's that was an old product. Through the Entrepreneur Business Group on Facebook which has thousands of members in it, and every month we do a giveaway of some kind. Um, I simply threw out a question a few days back, which was um, uh, really simply, what's the biggest mistake that you've learned from in 2020? And what was the lesson as well? So do uh, answer that in the comments uh, below. It'd be interesting to see what you've got, what you come up with. But if you want, firstly, if you want to join uh, the group, make sure you do after this on Facebook, on uh, on the Facebook and live and LinkedIn streams, you can see that right now. But you go to facebook.com slash groups slash entrepreneur business group. And in that group, I asked that question, what's the biggest mistake you learned from? Loads of great submissions. I love that people really got in, like shared so much. Um, some people didn't get the question and uh, just gave advice, but, but some people really shared a really amazing things. Um, the winner, so $50 will go straight to you after this. I'll get in touch and I'll wire that over, is uh, Omar Alejandro de la Rosa, who said, in my case, it would have to be that I let my anger for interpersonal conflicts happening in my first support group cloud me to the fact that we still had the need for its existence. I learned to make the goal in common the priority when facing group dividing conflicts to ensure the survival of a program or organization since its well-being should be the main focus uh, and well-being of the group is also the well-being for the individuals. I think what he's saying here is he put aside his interpersonal conflicts and anger and looked at the bigger mission and goal and, and like that is for many gonna be the story of this year because their frustration with the changes that have been forced upon them by the virus has clouded their ability to make sound judgments and be effective. And no question, the stress of it all has, has made people's performance change somewhat. Um, some people rise to the challenge, some people just can't handle it. And that's just, it was really compelling, a little snapshot as to what you must have gone through, uh, Omar. So thank you very much. You won the $50. Amazing question. Uh, make sure you jump into the group after this. It's a really great one. We have a great, great bunch of people constantly sharing, sharing good value in there as well. And thank you very much. It's one of my proudest, like the thing that I'm most proud of, one of them is, is, uh, is the Entrepreneur Business Group on Facebook. So make sure you join in uh, on there uh, when you get a chance uh, after the after the, the the live stream so um i've got uh yanis jumping in asking uh, making a point here so let's see what i've missed uh stay in your zone of genius said vina a uh, really good point uh todd hartley jumping in saying richard more always brings massive value thank you very much uh really kind of you to say so um and uh, ajani has said right <laughs> okay i don't know the context here uh thomas erp uh has said uh, i learned the value of knowing my niche hyper niche and my value proposition matching the message to the right audience if you don't go niche enough you're really in trouble because you're trying to court everyone really really good point well done really really good uh Anshul grover has asked hey richard moore hope you're doing well my question is how do you create a sales system i want to get rid of cold messaging people on linkedin and do doing free web websites to get clients and connections i totally understand where you're coming from that's a really good question this is the question really for many and, you know, I, 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 I work in a place now where I'm no longer uh, like knocking on doors, picking up phones and sending out messages all day long. Much more the opposite. I'm creating a reason why someone would want to connect with me. This is na my natural segue to pitch you all the, on the uh, LinkedIn Client Accelerator program, of course. But basically what I teach in that program is the essence of um, attraction marketing. So this isn't millions of posts every week it's like four it's not thousands of outbound dms every day it's the people who show up and knowing what to look for how to warm people up but basically if you share useful information that positions you as the expert if you build some level of tr familiarity which leads to trust 
you can become, you can be given essentially, or, or the better phrase is you, you can kind of earn the right to a platform where you can be far more persuasive. And when you do this right, people will want to speak to you. The guy who just, I was on the phone to before this was literally like, I would like you to do this job for me, please. Can can we get on a phone call to discuss it? And and that is the way that it should be done. He's sold himself that I'm ideal and he's not shopping around it's just me. And so they're the calls you want to take. So how do you do it? Well, it starts with you right away getting into, it's not like content for the sake of content, it's very intentional content that frames the whole world through a certain lens and shows people that you know what you're doing. In addition to that, it demonstrates that um, you're you're present and aware of what people are talking about. So you're, you're showing up for them with their comments and things like that. You know, you're engaging with them too. And then when you earn the right, when they show you through some form of cue, I said this every week, it seems, um, you know, that you're valuable, you're, you're, you know, they compliment you, they even share a struggle. Well, then you talk about how you can help them and, and you take it from there. So the system is all geared around getting quality content out to draw a crowd. And over time with consistency and decent frequency, you move to a wonderful place where people see you as good as the, at the thing that you're good at. And then you end up with, with people saying, you know, that guy is, is the one we need to help us. The mistake, this is the takeaway, because everything I've just said is fairly obvious, I would, I would think, for those who get content marketing. The mistake is the myth, I'm talking at now, I don't wanna get too ranty, but it's the myth peddled by content marketers, especially those that sell how to market on platforms like LinkedIn. The myth that if you do great content, video, or you know, written in a certain way or whatever, if you do great content, your DMs will just light up, your inbox will start flashing with loads of messages. No, it's dull. it doesn't work like that. You have to do certain things that invite them to step forward. Very carefully crafted calls to action saying things in a certain way, basically being exceedingly intentional about the subtleties of language and communication. Posting content every day should result in inbound interest if you're doing it right. So for all of you watching right now, if you're on a place like LinkedIn for your business and you're posting content every day, you've had some coach showing you how to optimize a profile and they're helping you get views of your profile and they're helping you get engagement, but your content is not delivering leads as in people, not people who are technically interesting uh, for you to pitch who have looked at you. I'm talking about people who stepped forward and decided they'd like to engage with you and ask you if you could help. Unless it's doing that, you're doing it wrong and you're not being shown the whole process. It is wrong that if you just post content, you get deals all the time. It is not a robust way of doing it because it's too patchy. Does content in and of itself consistently and frequently posted generate leads? Yes. But does it do it on a, on a, in a consistent way? No, it doesn't. What you find is that it's really at best, you get the occasional one come through and then you're like, oh my goodness, someone finally wanted to buy something. You need to learn the art of conversion, not just content It's crucial. So getting that bit right, I know I'm throwing a lot of content marketers under the bus, but it's rubbish. It's not a sustainable way of working where you spend four hours a day on LinkedIn and you post content all the time and you hope that somehow someone will decide to sell themselves on working with you. And the problem is it's felt, it's just too binary at the moment. It's felt that the anti-value, <laughs> the idea being you do value only, but the anti-value is being salesy. It's not, there's a whole spectrum. And somewhere in the middle is an elegant way of producing value-led content that leads or drives people to decide consciously to step forward and send you an inquiry saying, yes, I'd be interested, please. And that's what I teach in my accelerator. And if your content marketing coach isn't showing you how to convert, all they're doing, you, doing is showing you how to post content. And I'm sorry, it doesn't convert unless you know how to do that part. That is invariably what I'm seeing is missing because the people, are, some of the people who have come to join the, the accelerator group that, that, I, that I run, 
I like I've been in this group or I've been in this group or in this kind of boot camp or accelerate or whatever. And they all show me how to get loads of engagement. But I'm still broke, Richard. <laughs> I've got no inquiries or, or anyone who's interested. And that's the bit that's crucial. Otherwise, you're just hoping. And everyone thinks you're crushing it because you get lots of views and, and you know, engagement. But there's no conversion. So that's what's critical. I don't want to say much more, otherwise I'll get ranty. But it's a really good point, Angel. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Really interesting. Uh, uh, absolutely right. Um, let's get into one of the giveaways then. So uh, well done to Omar. You got the $50. And free book time. So amazing to see so many people joining in. Ifu99 on Instagram. Uh, Paloma Ceriso, amazing to see you here. Thank you for watching. Obriz Kov, good to see you as well. Ty Lovely, financial, uh, sorry, Legacy Financial Coast, Euro 02, uh, DJ Cheem, Yo <laughs> uh, Pushamano as well. Oh gosh, so many names. Um, Justin Lee, here in the UK, Justin Lee has written a book called Inspire, Influence and Sell. He's a fellow LinkedIn chap. Uh, I respect him a lot. Uh, as a, a seller and an influencer, someone who understands sales well, he's got great experience in that space. I get asked very regularly, hey, Richard, can you kind of endorse my book for me, please? Because I've been bothered to write a book. And the answer is usually like, no. <laughs> Whereas um, if the book's solid, then I'm actually quite keen. So I normally say, well, send me the book. Let me, let me check it first. I'm not going to endorse the book otherwise. He's done a really awesome job. And I think what stands out is that Justin is, has brought together lots of different angles of attack, and he's actually been really comprehensive here, whereas a lot of people try and talk in a, in a sales book about one particular system only or one particular thing. He's actually covered so many bases. So it's really awesome because he's he's speaking you know, my kind of uh, language when he talks about the psychology and the behavior and why certain people act in that way. So the book's called Inspire influence sell uh amazing stuff and master psychology skills and systems of the world's best sales teams right he sent me one with a um uh, a lovely little note inside so thank you for that justin i really appreciate it um so we're going to give one of these away and um i'm going to pick a question because you have to ask a question if you'd like to win uh, a gift today uh, so so uh winner of that will be uh randomly pick a uh, question here this one, uh, this is from Michael Arthur, who, who I think might have been watching on, on LinkedIn. What is a practical approach using LinkedIn direct messaging to begin a conversation with someone in your industry who you do not know to introduce them to your product or service? Firstly, congratulations, you win the book. We will ship it to you. Uh, excellent stuff. Happy Christmas, Michael. Um, the first, I'm going to answer this in two ways. Firstly, my opinion, as you can tell from what I previously said in the, in the last point, is that actually if you if you use DMs first, I feel you're making a mistake in the sales process. DMs are a necessary step if you're social selling, so using social platforms. However, Michael, I would suggest you use DMs as a second part of your process. So for me, the process is content, DM, content and comments maybe, DMs, call and close. The mistake, I believe, because it is harder considerably, and I'll explain why in a sec, is DMs try and pivot to call and close. DMs first mean you don't have to do content. You don't have to be good enough to generate any kind of attraction and get some gravity going so people want to show up to you. Um, but, but the problem with DMs first is that everyone, pretty much everyone, basically no exceptions, is conditioned now. All of you are who are watching right now will agree with me, and you've got to give me tell like tell me otherwise if you're not. But all of you agree with me. If someone completely cold sends you a DM, you will have a certain reaction. In the same way as this, as if a commercial comes on the TV, you are conditioned to react in a certain way. If you're on Instagram and you're going through your stories, and a commercial or an ad comes up in between accounts when you're flicking through stories, you're conditioned to respond in a certain way, which is, I won't be interested in this, it's trying to sell me. Now, the product or service may be spectacular, but if it's trying to sell you and you're not ready for it or emotionally wanting it, 
you won't bother. You, you'll be like, I want to turn it off. That's why when the commercial breaks come on, everyone gets their phone out or everyone goes and makes a cup of tea or something like that. And and ads have a hard time. So the difficulty there is that you're, you're entering a process where the default reaction almost always will be negative to you. So it sounds really cynical about sending messages out first. And, and the best way to navigate it, if you are going to take that approach, is to not sell or pitch. It's hilarious. People think they can front load um, their, fir you know, their first message or front load a conversation with a message with value. Like, hey, you should, I really think you'd love my webinar. No one wants to watch your webinar until they want to watch your webinar. So you have to earn that first. So it all comes from this. Unknown equals distrust. If someone doesn't know who you are, they won't trust you, despite what you may sell, no matter how legitimate, noble, or wonderfully uh, you know, philanthropic you are, they won't want to buy from you until they, they feel a little more trusting of you. So what matters is you start with being human. Hey, how's it going? Thought we connect is far better than any kind of pitch. Sorry, it is. In the numbers will show that over time. But even better still is looking at where there's commonality. So the commonality might be that you have a mutual connection or the commonality might be that you uh, have observed their piece of content. What I used to do many years ago was I would go to someone's content. I would write a meaningful comment so they replied, saw me. Then I'd do it again on another piece of content so they replied and saw me again. Then I'd send them a connection request. So we've got now the context of their receipt of the, of the connection request being that we'd already had this conversation. And there's what's known as a slight value debt, which is I've given them value, they owe me. So they kind of have to accept the connection request because I've shown up for their content. The reason why people don't do this, it takes more time, it's more work. It's easier just to spam a templated message out. It doesn't work as well. Organic, done well, crushes smashing uh, the spam instead. So you may identify a list of superstars that you want to target, good for you, but your approach should be slightly more around the houses than the, the direct on the nose pitch, or even a message to say, hey, I'd like to connect. I strongly urge you to do something with them first ahead of a connection request, such as A, go and get some do some research. That's what I would suggest, this is my second suggestion, go and get some research done. 11 seconds on a profile gives you some detail, doesn't it? It shows you what their activity is, shows them what their background is. Maybe you've got some mutual connections. Maybe it's a location or something like that. That gives you a reason to get in touch with them from their perspective. So they now receive your message and think, actually, this guy, you know, we do have that in common. And they let you in a bit more because there's an element of trust based on an element of, of familiarity there. And, uh, you know, it's the same as if you know someone else, if, if I'm if I'm familiar with someone and so are they and I mention that person, I will be accepted that much better, that much more readily. So it's so crucial to make sure that you are really thinking about where there might be commonality and focus on that in real life. If you went up to someone in the street how well would you want to already know that person? If you didn't know them, how well would you want there to be some kind of a mutual connection? That's the way to do it, okay? So uh, like, for instance, uh, on Saturday, I went to see an osteopath, right? For all my, I've got a bit of a sore neck. So to see this osteopath, I could have seen any, but the reason why I, I connected with this person was because our daughters are in the same class at school. I didn't really know her at all, but now I do and the commonality was our daughters. And that's an extremely easy way to start a relationship with someone. Um, but if even if you have something a little more tenuous, it's just like you have a mutual connection. It just goes down so much better. So that's what I would be looking for. But, but really what I would suggest is far better is you focus on great content and those people that show up are better opportunities for you to connect, um, to, to connect and speak with because you can say, hey, thank you so much for checking out that post today. Did you find it useful? Now we've got a contextual conversation. It's, it's natural to, just, to start a conversation. They'll naturally say, yeah, it was great, thank you. I really liked what you did. And now we've got two people who don't know each other getting along because of, there's some commonality. So that's what you've got to look for, uh, Michael. A really, really good question there. Um, and then 
when you get chatting enough, obviously you get onto the subject of how you know each other. And should you move to a point where they're like, oh, that sounds cool. Well, that's when you bet get to pitch in the product or service. Oh, I don't have time for that is the reaction of many businesses. But think about this. You do have time if you stop spending all your time sending out loads of messages that are templated. So just think on that. The commonality makes much more sense. You get a lot more from it that way. Uh, I'm certain this book will help you. Congratulations. Justin Lee is an awesome guy. Endorse him as a as a pal. He hasn't paid me for this. He simply asked if I would look at it. And I said, I, want, I love it. Let's give this away. Um, uh, not this copy. I'll have this one. Um, but I want to give it away. So well done to you, uh, Michael. Fantastic stuff. Um, let's get into some more giveaways. Two, two Restream Pro accounts. Uh, one for six months, one for 12 months. I use Restream now. Um, I used to use uh, other products, but uh, I am a big fan of it because of its ease of use. Everyone who followed me a decent amount of time will know that from this live stream comes a lot of other content. So the podcast, um, uh, other videos throughout the week, for instance, and, and soon there'll be things like carousels as well. So it's crucial that the team can can handle and manipulate this video really well. So, you know, a great example being that Restream will be able to hold the recording of this. They can go in, download the audio, deal with the podcast, download the, the video and repurpose into, into videos. So stuff like that for me is awesome. But I, even I can just record uh, a call, doesn't even have to be live um, with someone and, and then repurpose that way. So I love this. The pro account, the professional account is the one I've got. And got got one that's six months and one that's twelve months. So let's say the six months one will go to <laughs> okay. Erica Quintana has asked, "Where's well, the kind of handy on videos on products?" So you won. Congratulations! Uh, six months of pro account to you. Keep the. I'll, I'll get in touch about uh, about all these prizes to you guys afterwards. Products on. Uh, sorry. So she asked, "Videos on products. Keep the focus on the product or keep yourself in the frame too." So she's asking, how do you do a video on a product? So the reason why probably you're going to be endorsing a product is because the video, uh, you, you've been asked to do a video because you have a bunch of audience who look up to you and respect you, Erica. So I would say it makes sense to have you in the frame or at least do much of the video with you in it. You can then cut to an unboxing or whatever if you wish. But remember, your audience is there to check you out um, that is the reason why uh, they're showing up for you and in turn will trust your endorsement of the product. So when you're asking, do you keep the focus on the product or keep yourself in the frame to dabble here? But I wouldn't do only product and me not there at all. Even a voiceover is not necessary enough. Remember, people people trust people way more than a product or anything like that. So you want to have you there as much as is possible, but then show the product as well. I don't really know the context here. It may be your own product. If it is, then it's a lot of value. If, it, if you have your own service, there's a lot of value in you being there, talking about what you do, and then having maybe a, you know, a screenshot on there as well or something like that. It's a really good idea to do it that way. But remember the trust and therefore the propensity to want to buy your product or service starts with how much they trust you so in order to get there you need to be you need to be on on that on that video that's the way i would look at it um great to see some people coming in here mindy green made for more good to see you here selena c davis amy at hands-on approaches my friend claire blackwell as well good to see you here as well uh exo jude good to hear to see you here too hard one seven one four seven eight black cult photography um, Mary, uh, I can't say your full name, I apologize. And many others could see you on Instagram. Thank you very much. Mark Champagne on uh, LinkedIn has said, you're the man, Richard Moore, wishing you nothing but awesome over the holidays. Be well, partner. Thank you very much. Uh, that's really awesome. And uh, Yinka has said, sounds amazing, Richard. What fab leverage of your content? Yes, I think so. Ajani Clubhouse, have you heard of it? Yes, I have, Ajani. Uh, Clubhouse, this kind of very exciting pl social platform, which is um, audio only. So you go into rooms with a bunch of people in it and you share audio voice. So you can just talk and, you know, you have people with you. Some amazing people are on it. However, in their infinite wisdom, they've only rolled it out to iPhone users so or iOS users. So those of us, 
I'd like to think more evolved people who have Android devices don't actually get access to Clubhouse. So, so many people thank you for um, getting in touch in the last week and saying, hey, do you want an invite or do you have an invite? I have neither uh, use for neither because because actually <laughs> I'm not on it because I, I'm an Android user. So my advice to Clubhouse is roll it out to the Android set as well. It's not like we're a small minority here. Um, but uh, yeah, hopefully I'll join that soon. I hear, I hear good things of it and I really feel that that's um, an exciting place. I would like to inhabit as well. But Johnny, good, good question there. Um, let's jump in to uh, the other restream accounts. The first one to Erica, you get six months pro account uh, and spin around. This is my really technical way of choosing a winner. Max Mirho, uh, congratulations. You get 12 months uh, for free uh, pro account. Uh, for both of you, you'll just need to set up an account for free. Then I'll get you hooked up with them that corporate and they'll set you out the account. How do you find influencer partnerships in the business space exceedingly relevant as well? Because Restream and I are partnered now. How do you find influencer partnerships is really simple. So what you do, this is many ways of doing it, but what you do is you say to yourself, what is it that I have as leverage? There's two steps here. The first step is where's my leverage? For me, it's probably a particular type of audience. So I've worked very hard over the years to build a particular audience that is a particular kind of demographic. I talk about a particular thing. This is why it is valuable to stay in your lane. I talk about business and marketing and sales, and I target, therefore, businesses that need that as, as their help. So you're not going to know where your leverage is. So leverage is that I get a, you know, a bunch of views and engagement and, and attention from that set of people. The second step is what is it that you use? This is a good start point, in my opinion. What is it that you use that you can, um, you like, uh, that you can, that you can, who, that you can get in touch with? So, for instance, I do live streaming every week. This is like four and a half years of live stream. So, if I live stream every week about certain topics to a certain set of people, then what do I use as a platform? Well, I use a live streaming third party. And, in, and that's why it made sense for Restream and I to work together. They kindly approached me, actually. They said they'd like to use me, but, but I think that's because of reach. But it would be very easy for me to say, well, if I'm using Restream, why don't I get in touch with them and say, hey, I'm using your service. I get this many views every, every week. Why don't we come to some kind of agreement? And the answer tends to be yes, if you position it in the right way. I've done this a lot. So Zubtitle as well, wonderful business that does captioning. If you think about it, I do, a, I'm very video heavy. Video, when it is recorded and posted as a polished piece of content, always should have audio on it. Obviously, it should always have audio because a lot of people watch video without sound on, but also for accessibility because of those who are hard of hearing or deaf, because it's not cool to exclude people. So having those captions on there makes a lot of sense. So Zubtitle and I worked together for two and a half years now, actually. Was it two and a half? One and a half years, I think it is. Maybe more. It's been a while. Two, get on two years, I, I reckon. Um, and, and, you know, and, and so I endorsed them for, for captioning and the headline things and the head titles. And Baird, the CEO, is an absolute superstar, also has a company that does audiograms called Wave, W-A-E-V-V-E dot co, I believe it is. And... Um, and it's like, so will I use those as well? So if I have the audience, that's the leverage, and I use that kind of product, then why wouldn't he just, you know, why don't we come to some kind of agreement? Even if you're, if you feel you're tiny in relative terms, you may find you can get things for free. It may be that you say, do you know what, can I have a free account and I'll just shout you out every time I use it. And you'll find that people are down with that. So firstly, what's your leverage? But because you need to be able to tell them what you'll give them in return, because no one's just going to do it for, for the fun of it. You want they want to get something in return. And if they have a sense that they're going to get a lot of views out of you, it makes a lot of sense for you to do this because they're only going to spend their money on marketing anyway. So if you have an audience's ear, like if you have real trust, then it makes sense that these people want to listen to you, to, that they spend their money with you. So it's a really good idea to, to think like that. What are the things you use? What are the services or products you use? Uh, and Max, hopefully that will help. So I know you're on Twitch a lot. Maybe get in touch with them. You know, it works. And or if not, then something else. You know, it's just a, a case of saying, where's the leverage uh, and what are the products I use? 
Um, it might not be the products or, or tools you use every day. Uh, it might be that there's there's something in the you know that you just want to use that, that that you don't have in your business, but maybe you use generally speaking. You want to talk to people about, and you might get in touch in that way. But there's a whole world out there uh, of really fun um, deals you can do with in terms of influencer marketing. So I really love that. But in the business space, what is it that you use? How can you work with people in a way that is relevant? Because ultimately. You want it to be partnership with something that probably you'll use yourself, but certainly your audience could make the most of. Otherwise, it's kind of pointless for them. So really, really good uh, question. Congrats to you. You get uh, a whole year of pro account with Restream as well. Uh, Ajani, you are an OG. You've been here since day one. I totally agree. Um, and uh, it's a scam. Just kidding. I don't know what he's saying. And never mind. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, to you all, I just wanted to say again a, a quick shout out to Restream, and I'm pushing them a lot because, like, it's a great platform to be able to not worry about if it's a stable stream and things like that. It just deals with it and and makes life very easy for someone who's really busy. So thank you, ten ten dollars to credit of credit to anyone if you just go to Restream.io/slash/join/slash/RichardMoore. Go through that, and then when you set up an account, you get automatically credited with ten dollars. You can at least give it a try. If you want to go live or record a new video or anything like that, uh, absolutely brilliant. Um, let's go into a few more questions. So, uh, given I have a book, fifty dollars, two restream accounts as well. Um, I also have three copies of the Basics of LinkedIn course. So, um, keep asking questions. If you ask a question, I may pick you, and you can win. Uh, uh, um, a copy of the course, The Basics of LinkedIn, on Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y.com, which is the number one marketplace for online learning and courses. Um, if you search Basics of LinkedIn, or LinkedIn Basics, you get, I think it's over 10,000 results. And if you sort by the highest rated, mine is top. So it's endorsed by the people who use it, rather than me just saying it's good. Um, if you don't win it, you can still grab a copy uh, by going to my website or to Udemy, who discount the flip out of it all the time. Thanks, Udemy. Uh, but I appreciate you distributing it anyway. Um, but if you want to, um, if you want to grab uh, a copy of the course, uh, you can do that or ask a question right now, and uh, I may pick you, and then you can win it there. So, and Ajani said, oh, I already got the course, so never mind. Uh, you already got it. Uh, and uh, Justin Lee has asked, what's your number one projection for 2021, Richard? Number one projection. Uh, well, I think that we will find um, some feeling of saturation in the way in which some people work online. Um, I think one of the projections is that, yes, culturally businesses will change or have already changed really in terms of how they work as in their working week, even if they can go to the office, will have to include some more consideration of people working from home and things like that. Because people are at serious Zoom fatigue as well, I think, I think there'll be a very big focus on mental health at business, in business. I know we should always look after ourselves, but we don't. When you're, when you're in the thick of it, anyone who's in the middle of it will know and agree with me. When you're stacked, and you have so much to do, you're like, yeah, yeah, I don't have time for finishing at 5.30. I don't have time for exercise or eating well. It's really hard to do. You're like, I get it. I know I'm meant to, but I genuinely need, like, I, I can't leave it because I actually will be in a position where, like, there are big problems otherwise. So I have to do the work. It's really difficult. And so I think there'll be more uh, uh, from businesses in terms of mental health and getting that part right. And I think... Moreover, that will be led by the people saying or showing, like voting for their, with their feet, that that matters to them more. Because I think there wasn't enough of an awareness of it. I think now people have really realized how they might struggle. Fresh air and a walk and a bit of exercise is actually really healthy for you. And I think people are, people are starting to look a little bit more. And I'm talking about now those who are grinders, those who work hard and don't do much else. I used to be in that space a lot in the past, uh, if I go back, say, 10 years or so. Um, those kind of people will, will start realizing that they have to be more balanced. And although looking after yourself, mental health and things like that has never really not been something people talked about. Now it's much more in the limelight, I believe, because people are genuinely not doing well because of these circumstances. So I think it will feature a lot more. 
And therefore, businesses will have to be mindful on how they structure their day and what, what a week looks like and, and what flexibility needs to mean. And, and, and companies will probably adjust accordingly. There will be some who go back to the old school, though. And um, good luck to you, I suppose. Uh, but a really good question. Uh, let's, ask a, let's ask another one here. Um, Daniel Nunes, uh, I was going to say, um, I was going to give you the bank, the basic to LinkedIn course. Can you let me know, Daniel, if you have that course already? Cause I, I know of you and I wonder if you, um, may already have it. If you haven't, then you've won it. Um, looking over 2020, what, who are the best collaborations and why were they so implemental in your growth on LinkedIn in 2020? I think that there's a, a guy called Ross Johnson, shout out to you on Instagram, who uh, is a superstar with Facebook ads and with course building. He helped me with some of the back end of my um, uh, LinkedIn client accelerator course. And I really appreciate it. That was a great collaboration behind the scenes. Uh, I totally endorse him as a helpful coach in, the, in the, those spaces, especially Facebook ads. Most are pretenders, most can't do it, most don't get it, but the man, the guy knows his stuff, so I'm really impressed with him. Uh, the other collaboration I'm really pleased with um, is um, uh, Restream. I'm really happy about that one. I feel good about it. I don't, you know, there was, it's, it's nice to be paid for something you do, but it's even better when it's a product you really are behind, so I really like that as well. Uh, best collaborations, there's, um, who else? There's some people I've done really good talks with uh, throughout the year, too. I can't really think of any at the top of my head. They've all been really good fun. All the collab calls I've done have really lifted me up a load. I really enjoyed doing um, uh, the live stream with Paul Brunson as well. That opened a lot of doors, and he's just such a good dude. So I enjoyed that, too. Uh, working with the Better With Paul community, too, uh, and uh, Sterling's, um, uh, who runs that, was awesome. Uh, in addition, Chris Doe, it was good working with his pro group, Shay Robottom and uh, Jonathan Palmer. Thank you for inviting me as well to guest in your boot camp. It was really good to speak to these people and, and obviously to um, be able to share and help those who are in your, your masterminds and groups and so on, too. So it's been really good fun. But actually, what's given me the most joy I, I, I just love teaching in the universities, doing, doing different lectures with Warwick Business School accelerators. Um, there's been a lot of other universities. The EBS um, uh, University in Germany has been fantastic as well. And so many I can't kind of get, get through them all, but, but really enjoyed those workshops, seminars, lectures, and so on as well. And I thank you all. Really good question, Daniel. Let me know if you've got the uh, course um, and uh, uh, it looks like you haven't. So congratulations, I think. Uh, to you let's do a couple more quickly because of time uh, instagram will kill itself after an hour so um let's do another question uh, what else have i got on here vine vine r i don't know your second name you can win a copy of the basics of linkedin congratulations to you richard moore do you have a process that you go through or a ritual that you use when prepping for a live session are there any tips you've picked over time when running live events uh I, a ritual, no, I set up the lights. So I've got these lighting box things uh, and the tripods. I will ahead of time make sure I've got the thumbnail loaded, ready on the smartphone that looks after Instagram, plug in the uh, lapel mic. Uh, I make sure that Instagram's got a title set up, restream, I've got, you know, it's set up different uh, description texts for Facebook than for uh, LinkedIn. The ritual, if you like, for planning is on Saturday or Sunday, I'll say we're doing a live stream. What are your questions? As I did yesterday, people submit them really kindly and then I answer them on the show. But other than that, I don't want to plan too much because I like to riff and just talk away and, and enjoy the questions as they come in organically. But there's no that's the kind of the process. There's no ritual, though. I believe in myself. I like talking about things that are relevant to my space. So I know I can, if I stay in lane, I know I can answer uh, pretty much anything that comes at me. And um, I'm very relaxed at it because I've do, done 230 weeks of this now. So, um, yeah, a really good question. Uh, any tips you picked up over time running live events, Entrepreneur Business Live, there will be a problem with every event. I did 26 live events around the world from San Francisco to London and everywhere else. And I was like, there's always something. There's always something. So you need to expect problems, but also 
um, not take it too seriously in the set. Like this, this isn't a presidential inauguration. It's like 40 people in, in a networking event. So the live events have been really, I've been quite chilled about them and, and ex need to, needing to be agile in the moment. So when stuff goes wrong, it's like, okay, so fix the problem. And then I remember once having um, my, my pal near IL, uh, his New York Times bestseller. I was really pumped to have him speaking at the London event. He was streaming from New York and it didn't work. <laughs> the mic didn't work. So I had to hold up my laptop to the audience and hold the mic next to the speaker and just didn't work. And I remember we were delayed and my phone was live streaming. So I couldn't message him to say we're going to be delayed. I couldn't use the laptop because the pre the, the speaker beforehand was using it for a slide deck. So I had no way of communicating with him. And I remember seeing on my, my watch, thank you, Samsung, seeing on my watch um, an email coming through saying, Richard, are we still doing it? It's like we've gone a bit over. And I sent him an email from my watch. This this watch would never do that. It's a bit old school. But um, but they like this this Samsung came through. I was like there in the crowd tapping away, going just ten minutes more, my man. And then and it happened. So I've had so many things like that happen. But you don't take it too seriously and expect that. It sounds cynical, right? But know that if there is a problem, you can handle it. It'll be just be agile. It'll be fine. And um, you can solve it all. Some of the other problems have been just being exhausted from, you know, flying in that day or something like that or um, or any number of things. But I really enjoyed them. I think I like the unknown that might happen because I know I'll be tested. So they're always good fun. Well done to you. Uh, a copy of the uh, course as well. Um, and uh, let's also I've got so many comments, but I'll get through to you all after um, the uh, after the live stream. Anita Morin said. Uh, it's always uh, an adventure when things don't work quite right. And the email from your watch is high tech. I haven't joined the watch world. Well, I have a, I have two. So this is a Bomber Mercier watch. So I um, this one's very special to me. And it's nice to not always have tech buzzing away. So uh, the smartwatch is used for particular things only. I don't need to be notified that someone liked a picture I posted. Uh, you know, so I'm being careful with it. But yeah, I love, I love that kind of tech. Final one, uh, let's see, it's the last question. Uh, Laura Bernard, so congratulations, you won Basics of LinkedIn as well. Um, if you had to redo anything in your career, what would it be if I could redo anything? So something I've already done, but would redo. One thing, okay, so last year I held, uh, I wasn't there, it was one of our test events for Entrepreneur Business Live without me being there, and that was LA. And uh, the amazing, was it LA? No, it was the second, it was the second um, San Francisco one. So Nat Rizzo um, was amazing getting behind it. And, um, but it was, I, it's embarrassing talking about it, but it's good to hit it, to take it on the chin. It just was so poorly executed by me relative to the other events like i just it wasn't marketed well enough i didn't push it effectively and so what i had were these tremendously valuable people giving up all their time for this event and then not enough people showed up i felt awful and there was another huge event in town that's what it was it was this huge marketing event that i didn't realize was on so everyone was there instead and i was like we ended up cancelling it and i called the charity and I was like, here's what I expected to attend. Therefore, here's how much we'll donate anyway. And I felt awful. I still feel awful because these people put out all of their work and it didn't happen. So if I could do that again, I wouldn't get rid of it. I would do it again and do it properly. I felt like so many lessons there. And um, that, yeah, I, I learned a lot from that one. So thanks, Laura, for bringing that one up. Uh, but, <laughs> but no, but it's important to, to realize if you have an L then to fix it. But I really found that that was a tough one. So congrats to all of the winners today, you superstars. Merry Christmas, uh, one and all. So um, well done for um, those that have won, uh, to Omar for winning the $50, to Michael for winning the book by Justin. Thank you very much for watching. I see you live on uh, LinkedIn with, uh, with us as well. And everyone who won the uh, course, I just need to write, write a note of who you are, um, but um, I'll just take that down. So well done to all. Thank you also to restream for being superstars have an amazing christmas if you're celebrating it have a wonderful break if you're having it have a great wind up at the end of the year um look after yourselves be safe as well 
Don't listen to the nonsense about how actually the virus isn't all that bad. It's important to do your bit. Please do and have a really good break. I will be back, obviously, next week. I'm not waiting for the new year. I'll be back next week. So on whatever date it is, it'll be, what, the 28th. So I'll be back next week for a kind of an end of year special. We'll just do an AMA again. But thank you on Instagram. I really appreciate it. See you soon. And uh, thank you also on Facebook and LinkedIn as well. You're all superstars. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.